0: Hi everybody, so good to see you online and whether you're in your sofa or your bedroom or wherever you are, you're most welcome and I'm so thankful for this opportunity to share God's Word with you today. If you haven't been uh, with us for the last two weeks, we've been in a series called I'm In. Yes, I'm in. Say it with me. I'm in. In the first week we had a look at I'm invited. Jesus invites people others reject and you are invited into the family of god say it with me i am invited the second week we had a look at that i am invaluable in the church family and in this family of god that we belong i am invaluable and yes i know it's hard for us to accept sometimes but we are you are invaluable in the family of god this week i want to be speaking about I am influential. I'm an influencer. I can influence others. And you might be thinking, "No, when you got the wrong person, maybe I've tuned into the wrong channel." No, nope, I'm talking to you. To you, yes, you are influential. The world culture, as we know it, has hijacked the word influencer. We have YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and that's just a couple of the different social media platforms that people can be on. If you go onto YouTube and you're successful and you get what they call followers, some people get hundreds of thousands and even millions of followers. The more followers you get, the bigger your influence is, and they will even pay you money for your adverts and for being on the social media platform. Now, a social media platform uh, influencer is defined as an individual who has the power to affect purchasing decisions of others because of their authority, knowledge or relationship with their audience on a social media platform. Whenever I want to buy a new mobile phone, the first thing I do, I go onto YouTube and I research and say, find me this phone and reviews about it, and there I will come across an influencer. Whatever the mobile phone company is, whether it's Samsung, Nokia, whatever it is, Apple, they will send these influencers a free phone and they'll unpackage it with a camera on them and they will explain what's inside the box and then they'll switch it on and they'll they'll tell you how nice it is to use and then they'll fast forward maybe a week or two and they'll come back and say, now I've been using this phone for a week and I love the camera and I love this, I don't like that so much and they try and influence my purchasing. They will try and influence me to buy that product. That's what we call an influencer. But a Christian influencer is a little bit different. One conversation, one word of encouragement, one expression of love might change somebody's life. Because you are influential. Think about it. One conversation, one word. Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's just a text that you encourage somebody. Maybe it's an action. You gave somebody some food. Or, or you took them a bouquet of flowers when you saw that they were feeling down. That could change their life. You are influential. In the old days, when I was growing up, an influencer wasn't on YouTube because YouTube didn't exist. In my day, it was a school teacher or a university professor. Maybe it was a church pastor or a youth pastor. Maybe it was a sports star a music or musician or a songwriter and they would influence us and we'd want to be like them. You know that phrase, when I grow up I want to be like and you would choose your favorite person somebody who has influenced your life. But this morning I'd like us to just really look at the word influencer and influence. Jesus had something to say about it in Matthew chapter 5. He said, you are the salt of the earth what does salt do? Salt influences your taste buds. That's right. It influences. You add it to the food and the food tastes better. Or oh, we've all heard of MSG, monosodium glutamate, or it's the salt of glutamate acid. That stuff, some people say is nasty, and I think they might be right, but they add it to fast foods, and they make fast foods taste more addictive and better. What's it doing? It's influencing how we eat. We need to be influencers but for the good not for the bad. We need to be influencers for Jesus. We need to make sure that people around us see Jesus and see God in a positive light. We want to influence them for good. Jesus carries on and he says you are the light of the world. A city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. When you're in a dark room maybe you see a monster on the wall but the second you put the light on, you see that that isn't a monster. In fact, that's the coffee cup that you left there last night. And it's just casting a shadow. So many people have a negative impact and a negative um, opinion of who God is. But we need to switch the light on so they can see he's not a monster. He's the most loving father. He's inviting them to be part of his family. We need to be the light of the world and influence others. Insects are drawn to light, aren't they? You put on a light and there comes the moth and all the mosquitoes. They come flooding to the light. We need to be like that for Jesus though, influencing others. We need to be putting on the light that people come into the family of God because they're attracted to who we are and what we are because of who's inside of us. There's a couple of problems when it comes to this modern world of influencing. All these influences that are on YouTube and Facebook and uh, Twitter. Here's the three of them that I was thinking of. First of all, it's always about the way that you look on YouTube or Facebook. Have you noticed that only put on the best images, the best pictures. You never go and show them pictures of when you just wake up in the morning first thing and you're all groggy out and you haven't done your hair. No, it's always the pretty people. It's the best photographs. It's the ones with a mojo, with the most attitude, the ones who are sexiest, the ones who are most confident. They're the ones that are on the social media. But we start to compare ourselves to them and that makes us feel unlovely, possibly unwanted, undesirable. And so we look at them with this droolingness. we look at them longiness. If only I could be like them and they are influencing us to be more like them. The second thing that I thought of is they always look at the platform size which platform has the most followers is it youtube is it vimeo is it facebook or is it twitter or is it this tiktok or instagram what platform has the most followers because i want to be on the platform where most people can see me so it's all about the size or do we get locked into that same thing i only want to influence most people i want to be part of the largest church because that's where i can influence the most people the third thing is you need to be on a stage to be able to influence you need to be on a platform to be able to influence others and that is so wrong oh i want to find another church because I, in this church i'll never be on the stage i have to be behind the pulpit like pastor wayne because only then will i influence others you know pastor Wayne's always the one who influences no 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 in fact i might have the least amount of influence i'd like to submit to you some of you guys right out there you influence me Yes, that's right. You influence me and you're influencing others all around. You are an influencer. Worldly influence starts with platform. Godly influence starts with people. True and lasting influence always starts with people. Think back of Jesus. He wasn't on Instagram. He wasn't on Facebook. He didn't have millions of followers. In fact, at the peak of Jesus' ministry, if I think back, I think the largest crowd he must have preached to was when he fed the 5,000 men. And if you add the women and the children, most probably fifteen to 20,000 people. Virtually all of the influencers today in today's society that are on Facebook, YouTube, they will attract millions of followers. Was Jesus influential? Oh, definitely. He proved that just with 12 disciples and the 12 apostles that he started with, millions of people now love and serve and are in the kingdom of God and in the family of God, Jesus was the ultimate influencer. People before platform. We all come into contact with people. Maybe you're going to work on the train or the bus. co-workers that you sit next to at, ho- at work. Maybe you're going for a, a medical checkup and you're sitting in the waiting room and you're meeting people all around you. They are all opportunities to influence. Maybe it's a stranger in the street, a friend, maybe it's a neighbor next door. Whether you realize it or not, you are influential. Somebody is watching you. <laughs> if you come into church, Maybe you're a, a new person in church is looking around and they're watching how you worship the Lord. Oh, so that's how you worship the Lord. You raise your hands and you praise the Lord and you close your eyes. They, you are influencing how they behave in the future. Maybe you right now sitting online. Are you bored with the talk that I'm giving? So you, you're scrolling through your emails and Facebook and you're half paying attention. Maybe there's a child or maybe a non-believer in the house. They're watching you and they see you are influencing somebody else on the positive side maybe you got your bible out and you got your notebook and that's it that's how you do it. that's what a disciple is that's what a follower of jesus does that's how you grow in god you are influential i was a little boy seven years old and my mom and dad were the pastors of the church my grandparents were pastors and missionaries and my great grandparents i've gone come from a long line of ministers and pastors and i was seven years old but I didn't know Jesus for myself. You see, just because your parents or people that you know and love serve Jesus doesn't mean that you know and love Jesus. And I was seven years old sitting in Sunday school and we had a visiting speaker. Man, she was awesome. Uh, The most state of the art. Her name was Auntie Sunny Blundell. And there you can see a photograph of Auntie Sunny Blundell. Now I think that is Auntie Sunny Blundell. To the best research I, I can find, and that's the only photograph I can find on the internet of Auntie Sunny Blundell. So I'm not 100% sure, so it might not be, it could But that's the way I remember her. So as far as I'm concerned, that is Auntie Sunny Blundell. And she came to our Sunday school, studied the art. She had like a a flannel board, similar to this one. And she had cut out all the characters in the story and she could stick them on the board and they just stuck on the board. They were like magnets, but they weren't, it was flannel. And somehow, oh, you ladies will know what I'm talking about. But she could move the characters around and the donkey around and they would just stick on the board. And I was fascinated. My goodness, that was as good as an Xbox or something like that in today's society. Man, that was state of the art. And I was just enthralled with what you're saying. But it got better. Auntie Sunny had this big tub, a big basket full of 2P coins. All the brass, all full. And she'd ask a question. And if you raised your hand and answered the question, you were allowed to come to the front and take a 2P coin. Now, in those days, 2p would go into the corner shop and buy you some bubble gum, or maybe those big square Wilson toffees, um, maybe you remember them, and so it was a treat. Today, I presume it would be equivalent to about 50p. So, it wasn't a lot of money, but I tell you what, for a little kid of 7 years old, it was a motivator to listen, to pay attention, and to get involved. And she told the most dramatic story about Jesus. And at the end, she asked if anyone wanted to give their hearts to Jesus. And I raised up my hand and she said, come, Uncle Tommy and I want to pray with you. And they took me to the side, a group of us, and, and they prayed with us. And when she uh, led us to Jesus, she said something. She said, exactly one year from now, I'm going to write to you and send you a card to remind you about the decision that you have made today. Well, exactly one year, eight years old, and the doorbell rings, and I get my first letter ever. i had never received anything in the post. And here, my mom and dad said, Wayne, there's a letter for you. I grabbed it, and I bolted, and I ran, and I hid. I don't know why. I was just so emotional. She had remembered. And I opened up that letter, all privately, hiding away secretly somewhere. And I opened it up there, and she wrote, Dear Wayne, just remembering a year ago how you gave your heart to Jesus and she encouraged me. I I had little tears running down my face. How precious that moment was. Auntie Sunny Blundell. Well, I grew up a little bit more, 12 years old. And then I meet this amazing man, Dan Dabrowski. Now, Dan Dabrowski wasn't, he was nobody. he wasn't a pastor. He was not an elder in our church. He held no office of significance he knew i was a christian i was in my mom and dad's home serving the lord at church every sunday doing all the things christian kids should and do do he came to me and said wayne how would you like to come with me to a small group a home group a connect group with me and it was so invaluable. You, I can't tell you how important this was for me in my spiritual journey. You see, there was nothing wrong with my mom and dad, but they they were like dominating in my spiritual walk. Everything was what mom and dad said. They were, If mom said that, it was so. If dad said it, it was so. I never got a chance to kind of process it for myself. I was like saturated with these spiritual parents, almost dominated with these spiritual parents. I never said anything against them. I love them dearly, and I'm so appreciative for my upbringing. They were amazing. But Dan came every Tuesday night and he hooted the car outside the door and I said bye mom bye dad and i got go get in his car and he took me to home group and I, I kind of indicated I wanted to do pray and, and so he, he encouraged me he Said, okay Wayne when there's a gap you and the first week my heart was racing all was pounding in my heart and, and I wanted to and I wanted to grow in my spiritual walk with Jesus and, and learn how to pray and, and I couldn't because as I was about to speak some old lady would shout out a prayer and then and then somebody else and I just couldn't it was just too much pressure the second week came along and, and I, I tried again and I couldn't get it right Finally, the third week, I managed to go first, and I blurted out this this prayer. Oh, it was awkward, but you know what? No one laughed at me. No one mocked me. That was my first ever public prayer that I had prayed. I wanted to know how to lead people to Jesus, and Dan took me to the side and says, "I've got a trick for you, Wayne." And in the inside of my Bible cover, right in the inside, he stuck a piece of paper with glue, and it had one verse on it. Romans 3.23. And then he went to Romans 3.23 and in the margin next to Romans 3.23 he wrote the next scripture, Romans 6.23. And then when he got to Romans 6.23, he wrote another little cheat little crib notes there and he put in there Isaiah 53. And he said to me, Now, Wayne, when you want to lead somebody to Jesus, you open your Bible and you quickly have a squiz there and you have a look and oh Romans, you don't show them that you're looking there. And then you go to Romans 3.23 and you read the verse and you explain it to them. And then you look in the margin, you can see Romans 6. And you know, I still use that trick today. While I'm preaching in my notes I've got one scripture that links to the next one. When I open my Bible there's the next one and I go you don't know it you can't see it but I do. I still use his technique to this very day. Dan helped me grow. He took me along this journey. I still was friends with him until his dying day just two years ago and he's now with the Lord. Oh my goodness I want to tell you that Auntie Sunny was influential. Dan Dabrowski was influential. Last week, I showed you my little Bible given to one of my great, 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 great grandparents. And on the inside here, it says September 25th, 1844. I don't know the person, the man or the woman who gave that to one of my relatives and led them to Jesus. But did they know that my family legacy, all of my grandparents before me began and served the Lord and became ministers in the kingdom of God and passed this little Bible down from generation to generation. I don't see any writing in it. I don't see any notes because it's it's impractical. You can't really use it. The writing is so small, you need a magnifying glass. But it's precious to me because it signifies influence. Somebody influenced a great grandparent of mine and they prayed for me and they believed for their kids and their great kids and, and so it went on and my parents and my grandparents prayed for me and they gave me this and I pray and I'm trying to influence and I do influence my children and when I get grandkids I'm going to influence them at the moment all I've got is a grand dog so I'm praying for grandkids but I will influence them for the kingdom of God because I'm telling you that man who gave this Bible We don't know his name or that woman. We don't know their name who gave this but they were influential They passed down generation after generation and then it was Auntie Sunny in my life And then it was Dan Dabrowski in my life every single person they just did one thing one conversation One word of encouragement one expression of love might change somebody's life. They were influential I was preaching in South Africa and I was preaching in church one day and I was giving a stick and there was a young man there, I didn't know him, visitor. And he was backslidden. He used to know Jesus, went away from Jesus. And he gave and recommitted his heart to Jesus. Years later, over 10 years later, he sent me a gift, a CD actually. And he wrote in there, Here's a present for you, a music video that we've made. He says, I want to tell you a story. You were preaching and I gave my heart to Jesus. And I went back into full-time ministry because of your sermon and because of what you said and gave my heart to Jesus and I now work for Youthful Christ. Hundreds of kids have come and given their hearts to Jesus and we're making this music for them. I wanted to say thank you. No, don't thank me. Thank somebody who gave that first Bible years, decades ago. Pray. Thank Auntie Sunny Bundell who gave her life to talk to kids on a, a board. Thank... Dan Dabrowski, who picked me up on a Tuesday night. These people were influential in my life and, and other people's lives. When we get to heaven one day, we look at the cues of people and say, you were involved in some small way. Would you like to be part of some small way in someone else's experience with Jesus? You are influential. One conversation, one word of encouragement, one expression of love will change somebody's life. You are influential. You all remember Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Claire and I were doing a series on them just a couple of weeks ago. Mary, Jesus is with Mary and Martha in their home and Mary comes and anoints Jesus' head and feet with oil and initially the disciples are mad. In Matthew 26 verse 8 it says, the disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste they said initially when you you think you're doing something and maybe just send someone a text a bible verse maybe you sent them an email or picked up the phone and just said i'm thinking of you god loves you maybe you feel like what a waste i could have done something better with my time no jesus corrects the disciples listen to these next verses but jesus aware of this replied why criticizes woman for doing such a good thing to me i tell you the truth Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. Mary was influential. Today we are discussing what she did. One action, one action of love is still being discussed because she was influential. You remember the story of the Samaritan woman. Jesus decides to not do a detour around samaria but go through samaria very dangerous because the samaritans hated the jews and the jews hated the samaritans because samaritans were half jew half gentile and the jews considered them to be less than human less worse off than even dogs and jesus comes now after a long journey and sits at a well on the outskirts of the city of the town and there comes a samaritan woman to jesus now normally they would have gone in the cool of the day And the woman would have always gone together in a group why was one woman in the hottest part of the day out by herself drawing water who was she avoiding all the other ladies in the town why was she coming at the wrong period of time well the Bible tells us that she had had several marriages five and she wasn't even married to the guy she was living with she was in a dysfunctional relationship stuff had happened in her life do you think she could be influential do you think she could even be influenced somebody who's so messed up well jesus thought so she was the least likely candidate to be influenced or to be influencing somebody else jesus starts off a conversation a simple conversation soon a samaritan woman came to draw water and jesus said to her please give me a drink The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She she said to Jesus, You are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus dignifies this woman with a gesture and a start of a conversation. He didn't have to, but he did. She's shocked, overwhelmed. (gasps) Why is this man talking to me? She's intrigued. Maybe something for him to say to me. This is weird, bizarre, strange. You walking across the room to somebody else might shock them. Why are you coming? Why are you not judging me? Why is there no prejudice? Why is there no racial hatred? Why are you taking those steps to come to me? I'm surprised. I'm intrigued. What do you want? Can I help you with something? This woman is interested. Jesus begins to influence her by showing a little bit of love. The story continues. Jesus replied, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and you, who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I will give them will never be thirsty again. It, will, it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again and I won't have to come down and get water. This Samaritan woman is being invited. Jesus finds her invaluable. Why is she invaluable to Jesus? Because she is the catalyst that is going to be a miracle in the Samaritan village. She's inviting, Jesus is inviting her, she's influential, but look at this, the next thing, she becomes an influencer. The woman left her water jog beside the world and ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and see the man who's told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to seeing seeing him. She was messed up, hurt and broken, immoral. She became, though, an influencer. Here's the revelation for you. She didn't pray. She didn't have a Bible study. She didn't even get fixed up. But yet she still was an influencer. And Jesus can use her. Jesus can use you. No, you don't have to be fixed up. No, you don't have to get your life right. No, you don't have to... Pray and study. You can be an influencer, and in fact, you are an influencer. Influence does not start with platform. It starts with people. At the end of that story, in John four, verse 39, it says many Samaritans came from the village. And then a little later down in the next verse, it says many more came to hear his message. Jesus needs you. You are influential just a word one action can influence so many people you know in your family even you are influential your kids are watching you outsiders neighbors are watching you you are influential what well, you say well how can i be influential wayne well why not just start and listen to somebody who's hurting you say i don't know you, i'm not a counselor i don't know what you say you don't need to I was at a meeting, a leadership meeting with some ministers yesterday, and the one thing that came across is people just need to be listened to. You don't need all the answers. Sometimes just being able to explain it and and just talk to someone is all that they need and show a little bit of love. Why not invite someone to online church? Send them a link and just say, hey, we're doing this series, Amen. I'd love you to watch it with me. Maybe you should invite them, have breakfast with them, and at your house or lunch or supper, and watch the program together. Why don't you just text somebody a verse, send them a link? We love putting on these on all the social media platforms, little teasers. Send them one and just say, hey, join in. We'd love to see you there." You can always pray when we put out on Echo Prayer a request when someone's not well or in hospital or something, or even a praise prayer that we want to give God thanks for. Join in. We're inviting you. You're important and invaluable in the family and you can be influential. Remember, your prayers change things. No miracle. Nothing that happens in our church is done without your prayers backing. We need you. You're influential why don't you invite someone to our website we have a new website i don't know if you noticed uh, if you go and have a look it's called replay and you can click on replay and you can go and replay our sunday services in full or you can even replay a series like the Lazarus series there's no introductions there's no worship it is just purely the sermon and right next door to the download is the notes you can download both the notes and the sermon itself Uh, and and you can do a bible study with them and we, we put on there oh there must be about 30 or 40 different uh, series for you to have a look at. And you can go and do a Bible study with some, And you can be influential. Maybe it's just the way that you worship. Listen friends, one conversation, one word of encouragement, one expression of love might change somebody's life. Jesus invites people others reject. You are invited into the family of God. You are invaluable in the church family. And one conversation, one word of encouragement, one expression of love might change somebody's life. You are influential. Why don't you join me and say I'm in.